So should we get into the episode? I think we should. Okay. So we start with a flashback. All these little home videos playing. So cute. Um, and it seems like the big three always have kind of the same birthday party every year, mm-hmm. which is very cute. Um, so I was going to ask you first, before we even get into like the scene, do you have a favorite birthday memory at all? Birthdays aren't really that big. No. I forget that your family does not like love birthdays. We like do them, but it's like usually just not like a huge deal. Like we don't do, I mean, maybe the last time I had a party, I was like five years old. Like we just don't do birthdays. So yeah. Birthdays are a big deal in my house. (laughs) So, and I was, um, my birthday's Halloween. So obviously all of them were like some form of costume party or something, but do you have a favorite gift you remember from when you were little or not even that? Mm. No. (laughs) God. Oh my gosh. Favorite gift I got when I was like younger from somebody who wasn't my parents, I guess. I remember having my like seventh birthday party and a boy in my class, shout out to Matt bought me a Tamagotchi pet. And if you don't know what a Tamagotchi is, people who are listening who are younger, it's basically kind of like a Fitbit, only instead of keeping yourself alive, you had to keep this weird little monster alive and you had to feed it and like clean up after it and stuff. It was, it got me prepared for life as a, an animal parent, really. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) Now, I, we don't really do gifts either. We just, we like go out to dinner. That's about it. Like that's our birthday celebration. They're like crazy. So. Like my mom will like tape balloons all to our door and there's streamers everywhere. And you walk down the steps and there's balloons. And like you all of the, one year when I was in high school, my mom, when I was in musical snuck around the school and put my freaking baby head picture all over the school. Um, like all over people's lockers and doors that said happy 16th birthday alley it was all over everywhere oh my gosh that's insane it's like slightly I mean it was I was slightly embarrassed because she also put it on my back of my coat and I didn't know oh my gosh that's that's actually really funny there's a there's a scene that makes me kind of I have a, I have a story to share. Okay. A, a dad story to share when we get I to can't, I Kate can't and Jack. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. So the kids, well, the parents are in their bedroom, right? At the beginning, mm-hmm. just like being silly, being flirty, being cute. And then all of a sudden, all three of those children walk in and destroy their alone time. And they're <laughs> like, we want, not all three, just Kate and Kevin. We want separate birthday parties this year. Yeah. Um, And Kevin very much wants a princess bride birthday. Yes. Kate wants a Madonna party because her and Sophie love Madonna. Yes. And my favorite line during that is when Jack goes, what happened to Grace? And um, (laughs) Kate goes, we drifted. (laughs) 
I know. So dramatic for a little 10 year old. Very cute. Um, and then I feel bad for baby Randall because they call him in and they're like, Randall, what do you think? And he's like, whatever. But can I have a magician? <laughs> Randall's like the easiest kid on earth. Yes and no, because he comes with a lot of his own drama. I guess it's that's just, true. But it's for just someone a different that- way. Yeah. I also like when they say to Kevin, you're scared of that movie. And he goes, that was when I was nine. I'm 10. (laughs) I'm not afraid anymore. Do you have a movie from childhood that like makes Mm. you really uncomfortable? That doesn't even, it doesn't even have to make sense or scarred you for life. You don't even have to be scared of it. No, there was a couple. Oh, rock a doodle. Oh my God. (laughs) That is a, wow. That's a deep cut. Isn't that like, I don't remember. Okay. There's a giant scary singing alligator in that movie. And okay. it's the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I don't remember a lot of it because I refuse to watch it again, but yeah. I know I remember being very scared of that movie. <laughs> um, I, I think also, that's fair. I also, my cousins were really obsessed with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And I was also kind of freaked out by Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> not the first person that has said that to me (laughs) I don't remember why again I haven't seen it in 15 plus years probably but for for me my number one movie that I'm terrified of that I like if anybody turns it on I will literally like leave the room E.T. I love E.T. I'm the type of person that cries every time (laughs) no when he turns into that powdered donut and is literally just like laying in the tub, I'm like, Mm-mm. it's so scary. This is also why I held off watching Stranger Things because it has a very E.T. vibe. And I was like, nope, can't do it. Like when his stupid little hand curls around the tree with the Reese's Pieces and he's like in the garage. No, it's a no for me forever. He's so cute, Allie. Mm-mm. He's so cute. Mm-mm. What do you think of, what do you think of, um, gremlins gremlins didn't bother me at all see because i i love gremlins i know you love gremlins i love it it's like one of my probably in my top 10 ever movies and (laughs) and um i showed it to some kids that i was babysitting with their parents permission i asked their mom i said is this okay um and she told me yes but they i think were more scared than they I would have liked them to have been. <laughs> you know what freaked me out in Gremlins the most? It was not the Gremlins. It was the part where that girl, his girlfriend is like, and then we thought my dad left us, but he really died in our chimney. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst part for me. Like I was like, oh what? No. Well, I also, I guess, forgot when I showed it to the kids that I babysit that they talk about Santa Claus in that movie. And uh, they, they didn't really notice it. They kind of missed the whole thing. Like they didn't pick up on the scene. I think stuff like that goes over children's heads. Yeah, I think it did. But the whole time I was like holding my breath, I was like, oh my gosh, like I hope that I just didn't, I didn't just ruin this for them. <laughs> everything. But yeah. Maybe we could throw you a gremlin's birthday party sometime. Oh boy. <laughs> be great. So then I think after the kids basically play their parents for three separate birthday parties, we see Kate at the doctor's. So, and the doctor is like, 
hey, let's pick out some dates. And this part really annoyed me because Kate's like, yeah, February sounds good or never. Why are you there then? Why are you wasting this woman's time? I know. I know. I mean, I guess that my thing is, though, is that I'm kind of like sad in a way because I feel like Kate is doing this because of Toby. And I'm like, so you're giving up on this thing that it seemed like between from Thanksgiving to Christmas, you really, really, really wanted because this was you were like all about this and now that Toby is sick you're like oh it's not the right time like it's not for me I don't need it because I'm engaged now and I'm like either she wasn't doing it for herself in the first place or she's giving up on something she wants because she's engaged now like I felt like the engaged thing made it sound like well I have a man now so I don't need the surgery right right and like if that's something that she truly wanted in her life like I think that she should have like gone for it but if it's something that she didn't want in the first place she should have you know what I mean like never done it like if she was doing it yeah or Toby or whatever like I feel like she's making mistakes the whole way through this surgery thing like you take your mom who's opinionated and rude about your weight with you to the doctor's appointment and then you're like yeah I'm definitely doing it because you made a rash decision on a plane when there was turbulence that your twin brother didn't even feel and then you like decide that you might not want it because now you have a man like, right. I just think I'm like, maybe you should have done a little bit more soul searching than just deciding on a plane because a lady who was sitting beside you was leaving her husband. Right. I, yes, I get it. I agree. And I then the it. doctor is even trying to give her extra options. And she's like, why don't you try this, this camp, this like retreat place. She calls and- it immersive weight loss experience. Yeah. And Kate's like, oh, a fat camp. <laughs> I'm like, when I think of Fat Camp, I think of the movie Heavyweights. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It might as well be called The Mighty Ducks Go to Fat Camp because that's what it is. But it's, it's very, it's very, very funny. It's a very funny movie, but you should check it out. But this, her experience is not going to be like that. I'd go to this camp. It actually looked really fun. It looked, it looked nice. It looked like a vacation from the real world. It was bougie. I was like, I'd go here. Yeah. Yeah. But like Kate, I think that by her saying like, oh, like you mean fat camp? Like, I feel like she's like talking down to something that she actually knows absolutely nothing about because the doctor just suggests it. Like she's not even like looking at a brochure or anything at this point. So like, she's just very submissive to like the doctor's new advice, you know? I actually thought Kate was super annoying this whole episode. Yeah. Her her storyline annoyed me this whole episode. Yeah, I agree. Aside from when she's little. Yeah. I but, feel the same way. Yeah. And then after that small scene of Kate, I think we see Randall, right? Mm-hmm. We're at Randall's house and William is just feeling himself. Uh, I know so, it's, it's sweet to see him like so happy and like everything. What's cooking good looking? I feel like sex. That was, that was my favorite. <laughs> I lost it. I love him. Um, and he's using, he asks Randall to put his music on Tessa's iPod. Yeah. I felt like William in this moment. I know. Well, (laughs) he calls it, he says, Tess, let me use her iPad. (laughs) And and Beth's like, actually that's an iPod, but (laughs) 
And I also think this scene, as like fun and light as it is, Beth starts talking about how he has a it's a chemo boost. Like he feels so much better. I also think Beth knows that something is starting with Randall because she's like, why don't you eat this yogurt? Why don't you eat this yogurt? Hey, do you have, I think you have a hot minute for some yogurt. And then later she makes a joke where she's like, I have a hot minute for some yogurt. I know. I love her. She's just like so funny. She knows when everything's going on, but, and she like does her best to circumvent, but then she's like still got her sense of humor throughout the whole thing. I think that's important though, because I think if you don't have a sense of humor throughout life, like what is the point anyway? Cause yeah. a lot of bad stuff happens. It's true. She's you just know? like so good at like remaining calm in like terrible situations. Yeah. I'm not that way. Like I want to grow up to be Beth. <laughs> I do too. How do you become Beth? Like, it's perfect. But I do think she knows something bigger is happening with Randall, even at this point in time, because I think, you know, I mean, she talked to William, even like in earlier episodes about how, when she was pregnant, like Randall had that breakdown. And I think she senses that maybe something is awry. Right. I also think Beth has talked a little bit about her father having cancer as well. And so I think that in a way, Beth is just more prepared or even just realistic about what this looks like, because um, we'll get into it in the next episode a little bit more, but I think that she just has like this, she knows, she understands it a little bit better. Whereas Randall is just like allowing things to stress him out. She does make a comment. I can't remember if this episode or next episode where she says like, neither of us were prepared for our dads to die. And although I do think that's true, I think maybe Beth was a little more prepared. Yeah. You know, right. We'll get into that too. Yeah. And then I think after that scene, we see Kevin and Sloan. Yeah. Yes. Kevin's trying so hard. I know. Sloan's (laughs) just being very cold to him. Her, and I loved her line where she's like, it's fine. I'm the girl equivalent of wearing a seatbelt in a cab. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Sloan. He really hurt her feelings. And and I really truly think he did not mean what he said the way that she is taking it. I agree. I think that it was also very, very early in the relationship. So like when you haven't gone out with either woman for a very long time, like you almost do pick based off of who the best choice is yeah you know what I mean like who's best for you like right he he never it's not like he dated Sloan for like three years and then and then had to decide he didn't have like that love for her yet yes and I think that comment is would be totally different in that different context of if they were together a lot longer and it also unlocked a core memory for me of what America Idol, what American Idol started out as, because I, the videos I was watching were when they were in like the top, like twelve, and they're on that tiny, tiny stage with the judges, like sitting there, and everybody else is just sitting in the background on like bleachers. Right. So it it unlocked some core memories for me, and I was like, man, I remember calling in to vote for my favorites. Yeah, I used to. Um, as a young child watch American Idol and a lot of like because I was pretty young when it was on like the first time like first few seasons but I remember like a lot of families and stuff would watch it together and like it was something that the kids could watch and like I remember going to school and 
the season that stands out like the most to me, like the one that I probably watched the whole way through was like David Cook and David Archuleta were in the finale. That's funny. <laughs> That's when I wasn't watching anymore at that no, point. Yeah. Because I was older, like you figure okay. you're like roughly, I don't know, a little a little a ways younger than I am. Yeah. So I, at that point in time, I do remember there being controversy because my girl, Katy Perry came out to perform and she had, was it David? Ar- no. What was his name? Oh my gosh. Adam Lambert's name on the back of her Elvis coat to win. Oh, right. Like she was like, I want him to win. So at the end of her performance, she like put her arms out and it said Adam Lambert on the back of her coat. Cause she loved him. Oh my Talk God. about a full circle moment because Katy Perry's a judge. She's now. a judge now. Yeah, yeah, I watched a few seasons ago. Um, it's interesting. I feel like there's more success, not to go on a tangent about American Idol, but there's more success from people on American Idol than The Voice. Yeah. Um, have you heard that song, Victoria's Secret by Jack? Yeah. That's like really viral. Jax was on American Idol like early, really? early seasons and she finished like top three. Yes. So that Maddie Zame, who I talked about last time with that funny fat friend, she was also on American Idol. Wow. Yeah. But you have Kelly Clarkson, you have Carrie Underwood, Constantine, who was a person on there is big and was big in Broadway for a while. Adam Lambert sings for Queen. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other people. Clay Aiken is big on Broadway. Like there's just a lot more people, whereas I feel like the voice, there's never anybody. No. Yeah, it's true. I'm like not a big fan of the voice. I never really got into it. I had to stop watching shows like that, not just singing all around because the human interest stories would get me, but I'd be like, this is the same thing every time and I cannot keep watching it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I will say like, I haven't watched American Idol or the voice or any of those in like a long time. So that was our American Idol podcast guys. (laughs) American Paddle. (laughs) but and then kevin in this scene is like talking about himself and how he is with women and all this stuff and it just makes me laugh because kevin you said it last time kevin is Mm self-aware unless it unless he's talking about olivia and then he is not self-aware yeah i mean i don't know as though he's not self-aware with her i think that he just consciously made some weird decision to because like I mean he was going through major life change when she came like into his life so I think he was kind of like maybe this is what it's like in New York you know what I mean just because right he hadn't done that in a long time so that's true he was probably lonely too yeah absolutely and like their their relationship uh, though it started off weird I feel like it started off relatively like innocent like yeah. she was like helping him with acting not really yeah. like let me hit on you you know what I mean yeah so. until she takes him to that freaking wake of that poor guy I know that but that was supposed to be her helping with acting so I feel like he is self like I do think that Kevin's very self-aware yeah um, which is something I did not notice the first time I watched this, I guess. And now rewatching, I'm like, oh, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think there's a flashback. Yes. And I would just like to say nobody else at this party is dressed up like Wesley. Like, was that on the invitations? No one can dress up like the main character aside from Kevin? Like, I don't know. 
That's funny. I said Jack is so pushy when it comes to wanting kids because he's pressing the issue again. I know. Like, Rebecca already like, making it out. They're making out in the living room. I know. And I said Rebecca like gives in so easily when it comes to kids and this man. Like I don't know what it is, but she's like she just gives in. And I'm like, I know what it the is. The last time. The- <laughs> The last time this happened though, Rebecca, like think about how this turned out and you don't want another set of triplets. Right. I mean, it's totally true, but I would just like to say, I know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Rebecca talks to Randall a little bit in this scene too, I think. Mm -hmm. And after they're done talking, because he talks like a little adult, she's like, he's just the coolest kid. And I'm like, he is the coolest kid. Yeah. And Randall who is not even biologically theirs is the reason why Rebecca's like, yeah, I could have another one. Cause I could have another R- Randall. And right. I'm like, he's not even biologically yours. I mean, they did raise him, but right. still I'm like, that's so funny. Like yeah. <laughs> out of all the things that makes her want another kid. I know. Yeah. The irony is not lost on me. No. <laughs> um, and then we're with William who's trying on his little sunglasses in the store. And Randall is being super patient. I feel like at some point in time, Randall kind of gave up. Yeah. Randall is like, okay, like the first pair you had on, we're good. Like, let's go. So he is kind of like pushing him a little bit. It's the middle of his birthday though, too. It's true. Yeah. I would be upset too. I get it. Right. But I also think Randall does eventually give up because I think you have this realization that you're on borrowed time with this man. Yeah. You know, so, but I thought he was so cute. And then- he says he wants an egg cream and I don't know if you have any experience with egg creams but they are disgusting it did not like sound very good to me no you know who loves go ahead ahead. (laughs) I was gonna say to me it kind of sounds like an Italian soda yes it's kind of like that and then I think is it another flashback with Rebecca and Jack I think so. And I think this is when she says, like, Randall's so cool. I'll have another baby. And this is also where they're making out of the party because that weird little kid is watching. But I'm also like, why are you making out at your kid's party? Yeah. I also, like, Rebecca gets so into Randall sometimes and, like, what's going on with Randall. It actually makes me feel bad for Kevin and Kate. I 100% agree. She's so focused on Randall. She's so focused on Randall. She didn't even realize Kate's friends weren't at Kate's party till like, I mean, they're a little, they're pretty far into that movie. Right. And then the other thing that bothers me. So, I mean, Rebecca and Randall have like a very strong bond and it's clear like in this episode and in other ones that Jack and Kate have a really strong bond but Kevin like and I think that this is where Kevin's like middle child syndrome comes from quite a bit and like this is what makes me like forgive Kevin for everything that he does basically because I'm like you were like the the back burner child he is like the back burner I feel like he's the one who needs the most attention yeah I mean, he, but I don't think he would have needed the most attention had he gotten a little bit here and there. Yeah, I agree. I get, I get what you're saying. I still think he's a super brat when he's little, but yeah. Yeah. I just feel like Randall and Kate have so much going on in their lives 
that they require so much attention and Kevin gets none. And then I feel like it makes me feel bad for Kevin. I didn't really think this much that deep into it the first time around, but the yeah, no, I agree. He does have middle child syndrome. I'm a Kevin Stan this time around. (laughs) Who are you? I mean, I like Kevin this time way more, but I'm not like a Kevin Stan. I like him a lot. Kevin does a lot of effed up things soon. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So (laughs) yeah, it's going to be a no for me for a while, but, (laughs) and then I think we're back to Kate. Yep. She goes into this lovely little workout room where everybody's meditating Mm -hmm. and I wish I could meditate, but I can't. I'm awful at it. Me too. I think of everything that I need to do. In college, we took this honors trip to this like temple place. I don't know what it was, but, and we had to meditate and the two boys beside me kept laughing. So I kept laughing and then all of us got our mats moved. Oh my God. Like I was 10 years old when I was really 20 and we all had to have our mats moved because we were all laughing. That's so funny. In college, also on an honors, it wasn't a trip. It was just class. We had to go out into the trees and we had to basically, I'm not even joking, hug a tree and meditate. And he was like, it's going to be five minutes. And it, we like kept looking at our watches and it was like 25 minutes and everybody's like, what do we do now? And like our professor was deep in meditation at the time. I would have walked away. It was the weirdest. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Oh my God. Ew. Yeah. Meditation's not for me. And I, I do envy people who can do it. Yeah. I just think of too much stuff that needs done. But what yeah, I can't get on board is everybody in Kate's class starts doing pound with sticks mm-hmm. and pound is a class that they offer at the gym that I also work at. So right. and I've never taken it, but I think it looks like so much fun and I would be totally fine getting my anchor out with some drumsticks. <laughs> um, I think at this point we also see yes. the horse, the horse, I just called him the horse guy. Yeah. We see the horse guy again, Duke. And he, he says, your, your voice is annoying me to Kate. And I'm like, okay, weirdest flirt guy. Like, what are you doing? He's a creep. I don't like, this is like that gross trope where it's like, if boys are rude to you when you're little, they like you. Right. (laughs) Guess what guys, spoiler alert. When boys were mean to me, when I was little, they did not like me (laughs) and don't be telling your kids that either. Yeah. It's a PSA. Yeah. Um, Duke's a creep. I don't like him at all. Yeah. And he calls the camp pointless. But then we see that Kevin's being so cool at his birthday party. Acting being like a ham. I wrote middle child syndrome because that's exactly what's happening at this party. <laughs> um, but then we notice that all of Kate's friends left her, her birthday and went to Kevin's birthday. That hurt my heart. And the fact that Jack walks in there and I love when Kate's like, no, it's fine. And he's like, I can barely stand the guy about Kevin. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard because I was like, I know you're kidding, but me too. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Jack is like asking Kate, like, can you teach me how to Vogue? And it's really cute. Um, and like Jack cheering Kate up, like unlocked this memory in my head. And I'm going to share it right now. Of, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I was a senior in high school. 
<laughs> okay. And it was my senior prom. And I really didn't like want to go, but I was like kind of coerced to go. And so I went with my brother at the time, his girlfriend's brother. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> the, the, the four of us were all siblings. <laughs> weird and then we took pictures like it was it was fine but we were just friends my date and I and um I was like not having like the best time or whatever and like I sat with like mostly his friends and stuff which was fine but like I just I wished I had stayed home I was like texting my parents and my dad knew the DJ at the time and my dad texted the DJ and was like hey can you play Barbie girl and dedicate it to Sage and my parents stop it the DJ played it it was like this next song goes out to Sage. this is from your dad and I was like oh my god it was like not embarrassing at all because I was like I don't care like I'm never gonna see these people again in a couple right weeks. but I was like I love it I love that too that made me so very happy. sweet yeah. it was cute that's so sweet I, I think this scene is important too, because I think it's the first time Jack feels like he can't fix what's going on with Kate. And she says, mm-hmm. I just want to be alone. And I, th- it crushed me. I think it crushed him. And I also think it's the first time Kate's like, I just want to sit alone with my feelings because, you know, this is, yeah. this isn't my, the first time this has happened to me. Yeah. Well, and he says that to Rebecca too. He kind of says like, you know, talking to them doesn't work anymore. And, and like, he uses this as an excuse for wanting another baby because he'll be able to talk the baby. <laughs> like, like I, in Jack's mind, like, these kids are already raised and right. he needs, like, he has to have another one or else he's just no longer. Well, he even made that comment at the beginning. He's like, they're halfway to adults. <laughs> like, okay. You've got, you've got like eight more years until they go to college, buddy. But Oh my god. And then I think we see Kevin and Toby again. Yep. And Toby says, Toby (laughs) says he's the king of grand gestures, which I'm like, I think you're all the king of grand gestures, but I did die. Toby says, There you are standing there with your master race bone structure and your manly bod. (laughs) Meanwhile, I've been doing nice things for girls to make them like me for years. I know. Oh my gosh. And uh, Toby also says, I've seen every rom-com ever made. I know what to do. (laughs) Yes, he does. He mentions Notting Hill. And I really, I like that movie a lot. It's cute. Um, And then he says, picture the love of your life. And I got chills because I I knew, this is like when I really knew like who Kevin was thinking of. Yeah. As we find out. It's fun rewatching it. It's fun rewatching it now that I know what I know. Yeah. Because as we find out, it is not Sloan and it is not Olivia. No, it's not. I love it. It's perfect. It makes me warm inside. So Um, after that, I think we're at Randall and he has what I have entitled the egg cream meltdown. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty accurate. He's like, we went here. They didn't have this syrup. We went here. They didn't have this syrup. We went here. It was perfect. You still haven't freaking drank the egg cream. 
Okay, wait, I just had another like core memory unlocked. Sorry I'm sharing so much about my personal life. I love it. It's fine. This is a fun episode. When I was like, oh my gosh, eight or nine years old, we went to go um, ride roller coasters at an amusement park. My aunt and uncle took my brother and I. And my brother, he's two years younger than me. So I was like eight or nine. He was like six or seven asks my uncle can I have a soft pretzel and so my uncle was like you just (laughs) you just ate um are you sure you want a soft pretzel and Billy is like yes like I want a soft pretzel and so like he he buys six-year-old Billy a soft pretzel and and then Billy like has like three bites and is like I don't want the soft pretzel (laughs) and my uncle my uncle just screamed at him like eat the pretzel (laughs) and now like we laugh about this all the time now but because it had just been a very long day and we were all really tired everyone's tired and it was just it was it's just very funny now like reflecting on my uncle was like so mad (laughs) Right. No, it is really funny. I love stories like that because it is, it's not funny at the time. And then when you think back to it, it's like, I had a fit like a child and it's funny now. Yeah. In retrospect, it's hilarious. Yeah, I agree. That's so funny. And then William asks Randall, Hey, can I drive your car? I don't know how, will you teach me? And my heart melted and I had goosebumps and he said, Hey, can you hook this thing up to your car? Meaning the iPod. And Randall was like, okay, okay. It's like obvious that William had like this dream. I mean, and he even talks about how he thought that that guy was the coolest guy drinking his drink, driving his car. And, you know, it's just, it's like clear that William like has wanted to do this for a long time. So he figured out like how he was going to make it happen. Right. I did look up Hoppy's record store in Tennessee to see if it was there. He, William did say it closed. The only thing that came up was a restaurant called Hoppy's, like a seafood place. I'm wondering if it was originally a record store. I couldn't really find anything else and didn't dive too deep. But yeah, the record store definitely doesn't exist anymore. All right. But yeah. So then I think we're back to Kate. Yep. We're back to her at Pound. Yep. She decided to do Pound with the sticks. I think this moment, I actually loved this moment where she's just like pounding and pounding and just all this montage of like her whole life being told that she wasn't good enough or feeling inadequate because of who she was weight wise, not who she was as a person because of her weight and that, that whole party and you see Jack's funeral. And I would just like to say, you don't see anybody's faces at this point in time. So you don't know. It gave me major goosebumps. Mm. We see Jack's face though. We, see we do see Jack's face. On the yes. program. Right. Yes. But I think sometimes on programs, like you do put a younger picture of sometimes, somebody there. Yeah. So I didn't, I actually didn't think anything of that, but now that you bring it up, I guess so. He mm-hmm. does have a younger face. And then Kate just screams. And it's like all of the anger and grief and sadness just come out of her body. I feel like Chrissy, Chrissy Metz should have won an award just for that scene. No, I agree. Like, I thought that it was a really cool scene to show all of Kate's growth. 
Yeah. And like how far she's come. Like it, yeah. I, it was cool. It was a really um, positive Kate moment for me. Yeah, me too. And the, I liked the way it was set up, how it was filmed, like all of that. So, mm-hmm. um, and then we see Kevin knocks on Sophie's door and we yeah. realize that Sophie is his ex wife. Yes. I remember him going to this door and being like, I don't know who, whose door this is going to be the first time I watched it. Right. And I'm just like, and you see this person, but he hasn't said her name. And obviously we don't know older Sophie. So we're like, I don't know who this woman is. And then she's like, I haven't talked to my ex-husband, you in 12 years. And then you're like, Oh my God, it's Sophie. I had goosebumps this time watching it. I know. And she was like, you always have to go big. Don't you Pearson? And Sophie also want to mention older Sophie is played by Alexandra Breckenridge. Mm -hmm. Um, She's in a lot of other stuff. The first time I saw her, she was on walking dead and -hmm. I thought she was so cute. She was this mom with like two little boys. She didn't last very long, but her and Rick had like chemistry. I didn't watch Walking Dead very long either, guys, because I hated it. Um, I never got into it. Yeah, it's not good. And then she's also in Virgin River, if anybody watches that on Netflix, which I don't, but I probably should. I watched the first season. It's okay. Yeah. I would I would watch. I know there's like three or four seasons now, I think. Yeah. I would watch the rest of them. I just haven't yet. Yeah, I, it's on I feel indifferent. Stuff. I feel indifferent about it. Yeah, me too. But yeah, and I think she's the, I think she's such a great pick. Like I enjoy her so much. She's a great Sophie. She is. So yeah, that was a huge bombshell. And I remember the first time I watched this being like, oh my God, no way. Yeah. Well, and then, so then we skip back to the party and basically Jack is like, Kevin, you have to, you have to have Sophie go back to Kate's party. Like Sophie's Kate's best friend and Kevin's responses but dad I love her it's so sweet ah my heart (laughs) and then I love when Jack looks at Rebecca and he goes oh my god we threw these parties for Sophie yeah (laughs) (laughs) right because so I mean I think he only says it about the princess bride party but I also think that Kate's Madonna party was about Sophie as well. Oh, I agree. 100%. <laughs> so both Madonna and the Princess Bride were all for Sophie. Great. I love it. I love that. Not the magician, though. No, because Randall, Randall doesn't give an F big. about Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Randall gives no cares in the world about Sophie. And then we're back to Kate. Mm-hmm. And this whole interaction is disgusting to me. Or which with Duke, my whole thing is like, after my first interaction with him, I would not have engaged again. I would have ignored him and reported him. That's what would have happened. Yeah, he's gross. That's really all I have to say about that. Yeah, he tells her to come by cabin 13. Yeah. It's going to be a Um, no for me. And then thank goodness, after that, Jack and Rebecca decide no kid for them. Right. Thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah, I have written down the line. I couldn't make Kate feel better. And I also love, I love when people are so tired that everything is funny. And Jack Pearson has the hardiest, like, tired laugh I have ever heard. And he does it several times in this episode. And I just think it's so cute. (laughs) 
Um, and then I think we see little Kevin again. Yes. And he is opening a card and it says, happy birthday, Kevin. Love, Sophie. Yes. And then these the parents- 10-year-olds, guys, yes. grew up and got married. What? I love I love everything about it. I love it too. I also love this moment because I'm pretty sure this is when Jack and Rebecca go downstairs because they hear like a little bit of commotion and they're like, oh my God, what's happening downstairs? And are they throwing wrapping paper at this point in time? Like how they used to? It's just a very sweet, nostalgic, feel good moment. And it made my heart happy. Yeah. And then they pull out the happy birthday Kate, Kevin, Randall, and Big Daddy poster. Right. I love it. Very cute. It's so much. It's Jack's birthday, too. They do a really good job. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. They do a really good job at like making you forget that it's also Jack's birthday. And I think it shows how Jack was as a parent because he was like, I don't want any, like, I don't want it to be about me. Right. But I kept thinking, too, this might not have taken place on their real birthday. That's true. Yeah. Like if it was a weekend party. No, that's that's definitely I think true and fair. But still, like I just think that Jack like is very selfless in that way. Like even if it was his like his birthday, he would have forgotten about it right. for them. Remember all those awful things I said about Jack in episode one and two? I want everybody to forget <laughs> about them. I take it back. <laughs> I take back everything negative I said about Jack. <laughs> yeah, Jack Pearson's fantastic. He's on that um, and, and then beautiful. we see and then we like end the episode with seeing more jack funeral flashbacks Ugh, and i nice. think this at this point we see that um kate kevin and randall are like teenagers yeah so we this is it we find out finally guys like rough right. timeline of when jack died right right so yeah yeah it's, it's uh, it's a rough one. I remember it being rough for me watching it the first time, finding out that they were that young. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, they have to only be 14, 15, 16 ish, like in those teenage right. years. So Jack is on borrowed time at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps now just talking about it. Cause and I know, I know it's coming also, and I'm super sad. We've also seen them like as teenagers too. So I think that that just adds to it because like they have no idea it's coming yet. Right. Well, we see Kate as a teenager in the next one, like at the beginning talking Mm -hmm. to Rebecca. So yeah, it's very sad. I hated that ending. Yeah. 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 And that's the episode. That is the episode. So um, for your tissue tracker. I only cried one time. I would just like to say, but I did get two goosebumps as well. So I'm counting the goosebumps because it was like, if I didn't see this already, I probably would have cried. But the first, the time I cried was when Kevin was giving Sophie that three sentence speech. And he was like, comma, parentheses, you also look great, comma, BTW, parentheses. I'd like, to know, I'd like to know how many times it's been Kevin Pearson that's made you cry. I probably should have kept track. More than you'd like to to have admitted, I think. I don't know. Do you think? Yes. Man, I don't know. Yeah, that. But that did make me cry. That part. And then my two goosebump moments were when Kate screams. That gave me goosebumps. And also 
um, when you see them at the viewing gave me major goosebumps as well. I'm surprised yeah. I didn't cry at that, but don't worry. I cried about it the next episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so how many times did you cry? I didn't cry at all. Um, I did have goosebumps. I don't know if my goosebumps would have led to crying per se, but I did have goosebumps at Jack's funeral, but I didn't cry this episode. And then how about your favorite and least favorite moments? Okay. So my least favorite moments and guys, it's not going away. Like this is going to continue to be my least favorite moment for at least the next couple episodes. I think Yeah, is Kate with Duke. Yes. He's gross. I He's hate so it. I don't gross. like it. I think it's I don't so like it. worse in the next episode too. Yeah, it is worse in the next episode. And I'm sorry, it's going to be my least favorite then too. <laughs> yep. um, my favorite moment, I think, was definitely the Kev and Sophie reveal where you find out that they like started their little love story at 10 uh, years old. Stop. <laughs> And now, now Kevin wants her back because she's the love of his life. <sighs> How about you? Yeah. Your favorite and least favorite? Uh, mine were actually the exact same as yours. Least favorite oh, yeah. Duke, who they should have named Dick. And then <laughs> favorite was the whole Sophie reveal, that whole part where he's just like three sentences. Yeah. And the one is definitely a run on sentence. Yeah. And then, yeah, those were my favorite. I definitely had a close second though. Yeah. Which was Randall and William driving around in the car and just pure joy on William's face. Like that was also like probably a close second for this was a really good episode as far as it was a really good episode. Like I was I really enjoyed it. Yeah, because honestly, so this doesn't happen super often, but Randall took C plot or I guess D plot behind the flashbacks and so Randall was like D plot and that's like very uncommon, at least early episodes yeah. of the show. So, but it was still like really good moments. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. It was a good one. And so my pop culture pick this week, um, I picked another show that was canceled too soon, guys. This seems to be a theme with my pop culture picks, but I don't care because I will stand on these hills that these shows shouldn't have been canceled, but I'm a huge Anne of Green Gables fans. I love the PBS versions that are like nine hour long movie of like all the whole book, L.M. Montgomery's books. Um, But Anne with an E on Netflix is one of my favorite shows and they canceled it. Is that the one with Millie Bobby Brown? No, that's Enola Holmes. Also good. Also so good. But the girl who plays Anne in Anne with an E is in Stranger Things. Oh yeah. The girl that Robin loves. So Uh, I loved this show. It was a very interesting take on Anne with an E. It wasn't so like gumdrops and lollipops and like so sweet, which I think Anne of Green Gables is sweet and sassy, which I enjoy. But this one took on like heavier things, um, like the um, gentrification of like the Native American people um and things like that and racism which they don't touch on in the the other movies or anything so it was a really really good version of Anne of Green Gables and they Netflix did what Netflix does best which is cancel something that everybody watches because that's what Netflix does um and it was really sad because it ended in a place that I just wasn't satisfied with 
Yeah. I'll have to, to I'll have to check that out because we'll check it out when we do our canceled show podcast. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I have a running list. Great. That's perfect. (laughs) Um, my pop culture pick is the movie Purple Hearts. Um, I watched it over the weekend. It was pretty cute. It was very dramatic. Um, but and a little cheesy, but still good. So and it, the story was like a little bit more different than like other um, like military because obviously Purple Hearts, guys, it's a military like love story, but it takes like a different like it's not a very like Dear John type story. So it was a little John different take me apart. Yeah. Nicholas me Sparks too. ripping me apart. Yeah, me too, my friend. Oh my God, we should do a Nicholas Sparks podcast where we list watch all the movies. I love the we movies. rate them. Yeah, I don't love all, all of them. Too. I did too. I don't love all the movies, but I would do a podcast about them. <laughs> What's the one? There's one that I like liked way less than the other ones. I think what it's the it? the one with Miley Cyrus. The last the last song. song. Don't even get me started about. I don't it. think I liked that one. Yeah, the book was okay though i think the book was like yeah the book was okay my favorite a walk to remember will always be my favorite i like a walk to remember i really like message in a bottle i don't I think all, i've seen that it's good kevin hmm. costner robin wright penn who plays or robin wright sorry it's not Penn anymore they got divorced robin wright who plays buttercup is in it hmm. so yeah i, also, I like safe haven too i was gonna say i like safe haven the story with Safe Haven is really good. It's very different from what Nicholas Sparks normally does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you have a whole bunch of pop culture picks, guys, because Sage and I just kept going. <laughs> oh, we're so funny. But uh, yeah, I think that's that was, it. Yeah, that was the end. Thank you guys so much again for listening. I know I'm appreciative. I know Sage is also appreciative. Yes, but absolutely. Yeah. This was us. This was us. Bye. Bye.